Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. Very. Hi. 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 I had to do a voiceover recently for a charity that I work with, and I don't know what the voice was that was coming out of it. <laughs> I was what so. Was it? I don't know because I. It was. Because um, you felt like you didn't know how to speak because you hadn't done it for a while yes. in a broadcast capacity, and it was. It was important to me. So it was Children First Foundation. So they're a charity that um, everyone remembers, Trishna and Krishna. The yes. two little Yeah, and there was another pair of conjoined twins more recently, Nima and Dawa, who are doing so beautifully now. And so this charity, when there are children overseas, overseas being not in Australia, who are basically they're just left on the scrap heap of life, they can now approach children first. They come here. Doctors give their time. It's all organised by them. So anyway, they had a big function coming up, and um, this beautiful video had been put together. And some of the kids that they bring, they're so grateful to be able to live their lives. They've been kids. There was one girl who's who'd been um, burned really badly. Her jaw had sort of dropped down and fused to her chest. Oof. And so had all the surgeries. But eventually, before we sent her back home again, you know, she was she looked great. Yep. And she was so happy. So the stories are lovely. And so you can imagine, you know, when you, if you're doing the voiceover. <laughs> so you got in there and you're like trying to do a good job, but you were like, please give your money. Like, I was wishing this big voice would come out of me. <laughs> the smiles to feel loved. I'm trying Ooh, to. Yeah, that I'm, is that's nice. Like Hallmark. That's like that. But then I heard it back, and it just sounded like a school kid. Did you, know, you do it school again? Play. No, and I just, I thought it's not going to get any better. I was embarrassed. I just said, "Quick, let's just finish it." Did you do any accents? No, thankfully, that would have been Christ. highly inappropriate. Like, the smiles, yes. the feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, pretty good French. So. <laughs> Um, so I'll get to my story in a moment, but the reason I've chosen this particular story is because of now. Bear in mind that we've just released you a little uh, series of five episodes, and this is the fifth one. Yes. We're recording this weeks ago in real time. Yes. And there's been no outcome or particular progress in this particular case. So at the right. time of recording, and I'll still be very careful in case there is an arrest, Chanel, I don't want you to lose your job oh, as well. Yes. Okay. Um, there has been a case here in Victoria involving some mushrooms. Yes. Oh, yes. Are we obsessed? Obsessed. Yes. We're obsessed. Obsessed. At this the point. newsroom is obsessed. Yes. There so, was a point in time in the newsroom where there were no developments in this story. And there have been no developments at the time of us recording. But there still had to be stories. Yes. Because everyone is obsessed yes. with it. Yes. It's, yes. And did I read somewhere that mushroom sales have actually gone up? Have they? I know. I went to an Italian restaurant that Friday night of the Got story and I ordered the mushroom risotto. I've been finally. vegan mushrooms lately, yeah. Okay. A little bit for the lols. 
Yeah, it is yeah, funny because I, I, when yeah. I was making lunches, I did take a photo and send it to Nico being like, mushrooms for lunch. Yep, do it. Uh, obsessed. So, yes, as I said, we don't know if there has been any particular charges. Sure. Like, but for those who don't know the case, um, where have we're you been? obviously in Victoria, yes. <laughs> Australia. Uh, there's a semi-rural town called Karambara and three people died in July from suspected mushroom poisoning. Um, and police are looking into the deaths of these three people. They were given a meal, which is believed to have included poisonous mushrooms. Another man ate the same meal, but he has survived, and I gather is improving slightly. Uh, his health is um, improving. The so the guy who uh, survived, uh, he's on. Uh, hang on, the woman who cooked the meal is the daughter-in-law of one of the couples that died. Correct. Yes, and the other couple are just friends, aren't they? Yes. Yep. Um, she's been spoken to by police a few times. She's told them various um, – I'm trying to be careful – various versions of how, what happened, but she yes. says she made a beef wellington. She bought some button mushrooms at the local supermarket. I and didn't some, know – Yes. I didn't know what went into a beef wellington. So because didn't of you this, make it in high school? No. Oh. Because of this story, I did go and look up the recipe to work out what, what went into that. The beef What's well, in it? Well, beef and mushrooms. Okay. Um, and pate. And, yes. <laughs> so you make pastry? You make pastry. Oh, yeah, you wrap sure. it all up. Oh, like a There's, sausage roll. So I think you, have, yes. you, you, you just beef sear okay. the beef on all sides. Okay. Uh, you lay that on the pastry. It has a thick layer of pate and then a layer of mushrooms. mushrooms. And then you seal the pastry up and then you bung it in the oven and the whole thing cooks together beautifully and then you slice it in. Ooh, yum. Very yeah. nice. She, for reasons we'll never understand, added some dried mushrooms that she says she got from. And this is – I just uh, – she, yes. she just described it as an Asian grocery store. Yes. Just generally every Asian grocery store has been tarred with the same brush. Mm. Uh, she can't remember where or how long mm. ago. And it is unusual that nobody else in the city has reported being poisoned by mushrooms from an Asian grocery store. But and that's there have been no recalls of yeah. mushrooms no. anywhere in no. the state. Um, and I think they were looking into the possibility that some of the mushrooms may have been Death cat mushrooms. Death cat yes. mushrooms. Which I, I think grow in that area. They and do. Yes. Yeah. And they make you dead. That's right. Do you have a description? Okay, tell your story. I'll tell you. I'm, yeah. No, go. I want to hear all so that. So the death cat mushroom, which I have researched, the issue with the death cat mushroom is they are delicious. Mm. Oh, are they? They are. Oh. And... That's weird. I know. Like normally yeah. things that are bad for you are, yes. are yucky. Well, from the reading I've done, they are delicious. And by the time the damage is done, it's too late. So they are silently poisoning you and shutting down your organs. And you're just kind of feeling like you've got gastro or food poisoning symptoms but those are the mushrooms killing you. Wow. And so by the time you're at a point where you're like, I'm not really not okay, this food poisoning is not passing, yeah. and they get you into hospital, it's basically too late. Oof. Have you had food poisoning? Mm, no. Kirsten? Yeah, I think I have. Yeah. Actually, Dodgy yes, oyster? I did. Dodgy yeah. sushi. It's always seafood. In, in Hawaii. I had it at, and I'm still not sure if it was food poisoning or what it was I was at a function when I worked at gold there was a it was a very weird day now that I look back at it 
there was some, I think Japanese business people were probably going to advertise or something, but they were being hosted at this boardroom lunch that mm. I was dragged in as one of the presenters. We were all making nice and smiling around the boardroom table. And I can remember eating the meal. No, hang on. Before we ate the meal, someone had organised a koala to be brought into the room. Because, a real one? Yes, a real koala. A so real life. what year is this? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say early 90s. Yeah, okay. Actually. Makes sense. No, Bonnie was... <laughs> that shit ain't happening now. <laughs> Bonnie was maybe... No, Bonnie was nearly two, so this must have been 1997. that's a real, the foreigners are here, bring the koala. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yep. Right. He He's Asian, he will like to see a koala. That's what they did. Anyway, yeah. so as part of all of this and the koala, I, cu- I held and cuddled the koala at one right. point. And I'll just mention that because I've never been quite sure whether the koala did it or whether the food mm. did it. Okay. But I remember sitting <laughs> I think the- it was the koala, you would have got chlamydia. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know because you don't know what germs they're carrying on them. Sure. You told us about the python worm business. The python worm, correct. By the way, yes. I was thinking when you said that because sure. I tried to find – when we had a mouse in the kitchen, and when I say mouse, I mean rat, um, I read that, that if you have snake poo – and you leave that where the mice are. The mice will run away because they they don't want to be bitten by a snake or ah, eaten by a snake. Okay. But I, I didn't know where to look for yeah. snake poo. So sitting at the boardroom table, I've cuddled the koala. We're all making nice. But I remember thinking, oh, my belt's a bit tight. I'll just oh. loosen my belt. And I sort of reached down. I couldn't remember what I was wearing. But I, I've gone, oh, I'm not actually wearing a belt. But it felt like there was a tight oh. belt cutting into my middle. And then I thought, oh, maybe it's just like gas or something. I don't know. That's soon. Mm. Whilst while the meal was going down, yeah, and by the end of this lunch, I was like, "That's a scene in Bridesmaids." Yes, hundred percent, both ends. I'm like, don't please don't stop yeah. in the middle of the road. <laughs> don't offer me a sugared almond. <laughs> mm, delicious. <laughs> I, and so I went home. It's the most awful feeling. Actually, now that I think of it, Kieran also came down with it. So whether he caught it from me, but what? So Bonnie was about two. We were. He came down with it too. So maybe I had it before all of that. I just always thought yeah. it was either that meal or that koala. Maybe it was something we had the night before. Kieran was there with me. He also had it. Right. We were vomiting. It's horrific. And mm. toileting nah. like you have never seen in your life. And we've got a baby to look after. Oh, oh. It's the worst. Yeah. And you can't take your eyes off a child that's – I think she was nearly two. So we pulled a mattress into the lounge room, had it on the floor – Close to the, to, we could just go across one room and there's the bathroom. Yeah, buckets, everything, and we brought Bonnie and her mattress there, and we just thought if we all camp. Yeah, we're watching her technically. Yes. We're watching yes. her, even though we're both unconscious, <laughs> <laughs> and we were trying to tag team with the toilet activity, and we put the telly on. We think it's parents do like yeah. sh- that'll keep her amused, and I <laughs> remember this is terrible. I remember looking up and going. Birds, yes, I'll put that on. Flick and put on a movie called Birds. Oh, oh no. Which turned out to be. It's a murdering movie, isn't it? The Alfred Hitchcock. Cock, yes. Yes. So I'm sort of half, oh, and like opening one eye going, is this movie all right for her to be watching? Yes, it is. I'm just seeing power lines and there's a lady and there's birds landing <laughs> on the power lines. It's fine. That's fine. And then it, and it went along and we're sort of in and out of consciousness. <laughs> And then I just remember hearing this little voice say, bad birdie, bad birdie. Aww. 
And there was this body of a man in the corner of a room with his whole head had been pecked, like oh. almost off. <laughs> body sitting there looking bad, Bertie. It's horrible. So I'm like, grab the remote, turn it off. Um, and the next day, to where she was doing some colouring as she did, and she was drawing a bird. A bad bird. And saying it again. Bad oh, birdie. No. Oh, bad no. birdie. <laughs> I know. Okay. So uh, that was the mushering, um, food poisoning, etc. Here we go. The case of Velma Barfield, right? <laughs> yes, I just what a segue. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Velma was born in 1932 in North Carolina. I won't do accents, it's too exhausting, it really is. <laughs> she, she married Thomas Burke in 1949. She was only 17 years old. Isn't that crazy, the so age? Young. Yeah. I think it was because they weren't allowed to root until they'd oh. left, you know. Consummated. Like, yeah, no, wait, consummating is the rooting. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. You have to be married first. Yes. yes. Otherwise, it's a, it's a sin. Yeah. I think it's better to try before you buy, but anyway, they weren't allowed to touch each other <laughs> until they were married. So there they go. They're married. She's 17. For the first three year, few years, seemed fine. Velma married young. She was desperate to get away from home and, and it, apparently her father had been molesting her. So she was happy just to get out of there and start a new life with this husband at the age of 17. They had two children. They lived very happily until Velma had a hysterectomy. Again, I wonder, I wonder if hysterectomies still get done. I don't know. Don't Remember know. my mum had it done. They just ripped the whole lot out when they're going through menopause. They just go, let's just remove any bit of you that's female. I bet they don't do it these days. So she developed back pain. I think they must have put her onto um, pain relief. And so the whole thing led to a change in her behaviour, as it would, and an addiction to painkillers. So apparently her personality completely changed at that time. The husband started to drink. He and Velma would fight. On April the 4th, 1969, he passed out drunk and Velma took the kids and left the house. When they came home, the house had burned down and Thomas was dead. Now, the following year, and I think it was examined and they said nothing suspicious here. Don't know that I would agree, but anyway, that's the way they did things in those days. Sure. It's their business. Uh, the following year, she married again to Jennings Barfield. Isn't that a great name? Jennings Barfield. What Strong. movie would Jennings Barfield star in? A League of Their Own. Oh, yes. yeah. What yes. character? What character is Jennings? I don't know. Bad guy. <laughs> Simon's, Simon's <laughs> writing notes to some papers. He suggested the birds. The birds. The birds. Jennings Barfield <laughs> was a, kept a budget that went mad and killed people. Uh, Jennings Barfield, less than a year into the marriage, Velma and Jennings started arguing over her abuse of prescription drugs and divorce was mentioned. Now, around that same time, Jennings contracted an illness and died suddenly on March the 22nd, 1971, from heart complications, apparently. Velma then had another short relationship with another boyfriend, and another one of Velma's homes mysteriously burnt to the ground. She then moved back in with her parents. Another three years later, Velma's mother, Lillian Bullard, had intense... Why did they have to say intense diarrhoea? <laughs> well, there are levels... <laughs> There I, are. I would know. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference then? Intense. It depends diarrhea. how violent it is. Bang it a bang bang bang. Yeah. Is it intense a ten out of ten? 
top tier. If it like, hits the rim of the toilet. It can just be like, it, well, <laughs> if, it, if, if it's the bottom all liquid. <laughs> if you fly off the seat. When it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's intense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, intense diarrhea. Yes. Vomit if Simon's writing a sentence. Yes, Simon. If it, if it echoes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Simon. Correct. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so mum recovered after oh, – she had vomiting and nausea as well. She recovered after a few days. A few months later, mum fell ill again with the same symptoms and she died in hospital on December 30, 1974. There's no reason to be so specific with the date, but anyway, uh, 1974. Velma was actually arrested in 1975 and convicted, but of nothing to do with all these things that have happened. She was convicted of writing bad checks and she was sentenced to six months in prison. In 1976, she started caring for an elderly couple. Red flag. Red yeah. flag. Mont- now th- listen to these people's names. Montgomery oh. and Dolly Edwards. Oh. Who I think, I love that. in my mind, are ballroom dancing teachers. They are. Yes. I'm going yes. to the Montgomery and Dolly School of Dance. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I love I that. I see it. Yeah. Uh, they lived in Lumberton in North Carolina. Montgomery fell ill and he died uh, in January of 77, so it's about six months after um, Velma, and I'm going to do it in inverted commas, started caring yes. for them. Um, and about a month later, Dolly died with similar symptoms. The following year, Velma started working as a carer for 76-year-old, and here's a surname I've never heard used on a person, Record. Oh. person's name is Record. Do you reckon they say it Record or Record? 76-year-old Record Lee, who had broken her leg, so it's a female name. Record's husband, John Henry, began feeling awful pains in his stomach and chest, along with vomiting and diarrhoea, and he died soon afterwards. Velma had a boyfriend, Roland Stuart Taylor, was a relative of Dolly Edwards. Uh, Edwards. Roland, I think, is maybe a photographer. Does Roland. Roland do portraits of the family? Yes, mm. Roland. <laughs> he was known, oh, everyone called him Stuart, and mm. on February the 3rd, 1978, he had found out that Velma had been forging cheques again in his name. And two of them, oh, the two of them had gotten into an argument. When they were getting ready for church, she handed him a beer. Oh. Here you are, darling. This will take the edge yes. off before we go and pray for the Lord. Stuart thought that she was just calling a truce, but in the middle of the service, he starts feeling a bit of a tummy rumble, oh, feeling no. a bit unwell, like me at that lunch. And he excused himself so he could go and lie down in the truck. Pretty soon, sweet Velma, isn't she sweet? She was by his side, stroking his hair, trying to make him feel better. She drove him home and Stuart spent the night vomiting. He begged Velma to take him to the hospital uh, a doctor didn't find anything wrong, just told him it must have been gastritis or gastro. Um, he was told to go home and take some medicine and in the morning that he'd feel better. By the time morning came, Stuart was dead. At his funeral, Velma was crying through the service. Oh, oh dab, dab. Yes. Um, a woman claiming to be Velma's sister called the police and said, Velma is a murderer. They'd obviously been a bit sus of the yeah. whole lead up to that. Uh, the police took a look at the autopsy of this poor deputed, departed Stuart, Roland, portrait photographer, and they saw rat poison found in his stomach. So why? 
Hang on, has he been buried? Why didn't they pick that up before or before someone had to come forward and call him a murderer? Surely as soon as rat poison was found in the stomach. Yeah. Mm. The coroner goes, hey, there's something Foul play. On. Yeah. Yeah. Velma was arrested. Police exhumed the body of Jennings Barfield and found that he had traces of arsenic. Velma then confessed to the murders of her mother, uh, Lillian Bullard, Dolly Edwards, the woman she cared for, John Henry Lee, I think she also, was that one of the husbands? I'm confused, too many people. Uh, She was tried, I've lost the will to live. She was tried (laughs) and convicted only for the murder of Taylor and I don't know why. She was sentenced to death and sent to Central Prison in Raleigh in North Carolina. Now, while she was on death row, uh, there's this judge here that I just love. Okay, so she, a psychiatrist examined her and claimed that Velma suffered from dissociative identity disorder and that he had spoken to her other personality. So there was the Velma personality and there was a second personality called Billy. And Billy told the psychiatrist that Velma had been a victim of sexual abuse and that he, Billy, had killed her abusers. And the judge said, well, one of them did it. I don't care which one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Judge isn't having it. Okay. So uh, do you want to know what Velma chose? Oh, okay, question for you. Yes. We're up to, she's on death row. She gets to choose her last meal. Ooh. What would you choose? Oh. Have we done this before? Yeah, I want a roast. Mm. And roast vegetables. What, um, I would go beef or lamb with a Yorkshire pudding. Mm. Delicious. Mm. And gravy. Mm. I'd go a mean spaghetti carbonara. Oh, wow. Yeah, it would have to be, yeah, just a real lots of cheese, lots of sauce. Yeah, that's Lots good. of bacon. Comfort. And mushrooms. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like bolognese, spaghetti bolognese. Carb heavy. But then I love rice pudding and custard. You can have dessert. dessert. Yeah, Yeah, I'll have one of each. Simon? Pizza for me, definitely pizza. Yeah, what sort? I usually get an American pizza with capsicum and onion. Yum. Yum. Yeah, it's a lot. That's fiery on the breath. I'm not good with capsicum. It makes me burp for ages afterwards. Repeats. Well, it wouldn't be an issue. There's no issue about food repeating. A delicate lady when it's your death row. Oh, it repeated. Yeah. (laughs) No, I burped. Um, She chose a bag of cheese doodles and a Coca Cola. Oh, that'll set me off. Haven't they stopped prisoners from doing? Last meal requests. I feel like they have because they were well, like ordering way too much and yeah, they're just not eating it because they're a bit nervous. Feel like in some countries. Let me check. I feel like America has stopped them. Maybe in some states. While you're googling, mm-hmm. Velma was strapped to a gurney. She chose to wear pink pajamas. Thank you for calling them pajamas, Velma, and yes, not sleepwear <laughs> and blue slippers. She didn't want to wear the prison brown prison dress. Uh, <laughs> she chose death by injection rather than the gas chamber. I'm not going to ask what you choose because too, that's too gross it's even grim. for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was given lethal injection, injection. It took about 15 minutes for her to die. She was the first woman to be executed in America in 22 years. Wow. So that was in – what year did I say that was in? That was very loose, that whole story. Light I'm not going to tell you about death row meals because I feel like it's a story. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah save it. Probably is. Yeah. I feel like – there was a famous somebody ordered like a banquet. Yeah. Too much. Overdid mm. it. Okay. 
I want. Do we do them here? Maybe there's another edit note. Like, do does Australia do last? Meals? Well, you don't. Last well, meal. we don't get. We don't, we have we don't do, of course. <laughs> but what if you're going to die? But, what if, gonna, but what if you're old? Because yeah. if you're going to die of something, would you <laughs> what get year a meal? Is it? <laughs> what year are we? 1800? <laughs> 2023. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a couple of feedbacks. If we've got time, yeah, they're yes. super tiny and quick. Um, I've been really shit on the Instagram. I've been looking after that, and I. I'm awful on it. I've stopped posting. I've stopped um, looking at feedback. So I finally went through and um, Lani sent this back in March. I actually didn't check what year. Could have been 2021. (laughs) I don't know. But um, she says, nice things, nice things. I saw this on Facebook and thought of you ladies. And then she sent us a link to an incredible story. So I've kind of paraphrased it here. But um, you might already be across it. It's October 2021. And this guy, Josh Nally or Nally, posts a TikTok and it's of him lying face down in a small river and in the background there are two dogs laying or playing in the water and uh, this Josh guy provides no explanation. So there's this video, him face down river, dogs playing, video goes for about 20 seconds and it finishes. On to the next video. Okay. Three days later he posts another video and once again it's him laying face down but this time he's on the grass and a lawnmower sort of Powers passed in the direction of the camera, just in front of the camera, blocking the viewer's sight from seeing the majority, like him for the majority of the video. Okay. But um, this time there's a caption and it says, day two of playing dead until I'm cast in a movie or a TV show as a dead body. Oh, okay. So he's auditioning. He's auditioning. Yeah. Okay. So he, he doesn't dead? stop. No, he's not dead. He's pretending to be dead. Yeah, but you could do that. Uh, oh, you could do it with Yeah, I thought, real I thought you were going to say it was a dead body. Oh, geez. No. He's just playing dead. Okay. Okay. You look really concerned. Yeah, I am because I'm worried <laughs> someone's doing things with a dead body. No. No, it's him. Um, anyway, he keeps posting these videos for 321 days, perfecting his craft with each video until finally he gets his big break. And he gets a message from uh, CBS, which is a major TV network in the States, and they want him to play a dead body on CSI. Oh, my God. <gasps> yes, yes. So... Your boy Josh is in CSI Vegas, season two. I don't know which one, but you can probably spot him. Um, And you can check out his TikTok, which I will plug here, living underscore dead underscore Josh. And maybe we'll see if we can post it on our social media if there's no copyright. But yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) Imagine if you were just the dead guy in in lots of movies. Like, example, Equalizer. So many dead, random dead people in that movie. You could be a random dead person. They never do the makeup. Very well in that it'd be very hard. Well, that's what he said. Like I was reading some of these interviews with him and he said he used to do like fake blood and stuff and then he said, oh, it doesn't look real enough. So he yeah. stopped doing that. Ah. Yeah. yeah. And he said he just always wanted to be sort of not an actor but not a talking role. And he's like, how could I be on screen? Well, I'll just – I'll play dead. I thought you were going to say that he okay. was actually dr- – like a, actually was a drowned dead body. And oh, that yes, that's that was, what I thought. Yeah. And then I was like, how could he be dead and be posting the video? <laughs> what about us? We immediately think of the most <laughs> – I know. We're like, how thing. was he murdered? His murderer has posted that. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be creepy. Wow. Could you play a dead body, do you think? No, I giggle. No, nah, it's not uh, – no. You have to be very still, wouldn't you? You do. Yeah. It's the breathing. Breathing. It's the chest part. How holding, do they s- hold on to my breath? Yeah, see, it's very hard. I've checked out Josh's work. He's got somewhere he's like slouching against a wall oh. or like, you know, face down or. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so I, I love that. Oh, no, I reckon I can do a good position. Yeah. Because you've got to just, you've got to not have any vanity at all. Because, you know, they yeah, always just flop. Shitty. Yeah. 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 You've got to be, not be thinking, oh, I'm going to be glamorous. No. Yeah. The way I'm posed. Or my no. belly's out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just You're not the way. Kate Winslet in Titanic. 
<laughs> You're not that. You You're still dead. haven't gotten over that, have you? No, I can't. Oh, she no. could have shared the door. What she the could fuck? have. Anyway. You know, I think I think they tried they to did. share the door. Like, I think he but tries to get on and it starts sinking. Yeah, but then they, the Mythbusters no. proved that, that she, he could have gotten on the door. And it would have been fine. Yes. Mythbusters are good. They did a thing once. I think they were seeing uh, – because I – I don't know how you stand on double dipping with um, corn chips and dip. Oh, so do you mind if it. someone double dips? No. It depends who you're eating with, though. I suppose so. I'm not double dipping in my boss's one. It's weird. I like the yeah. ones when they go and say, where's the most germs in places? Oh, yeah, like that there's always, do you Keyboard. Know yes. I've got one right in front of me. Where yes. on a plane has the most germs? Oh, the seat. It would be the seat you're sitting on. People fart into it. Oh, the the tray? The pocket. Oh, the pocket. Because oh, vomity things get stuck oh, in there. Everything, everyone's okay. nasty, icky things all get – because they don't clean in there. Yeah. I mean, they probably go, you know, swoosh. Yeah, do that's properly. all they do. Planes yeah. are disgusting. Yeah. And so Mythbusters once, and you'll, you will never, ever be able to go to the toilet the same again. They, <laughs> okay. they actually found, and I can't remember what they compared, but it was something like the remote control for the TV and a toilet seat. Oh. And the, the toilet the hotel? seat. No, just in a normal oh, house. Okay. The toilet seat was cleaner than the remote, I guess because of all the nooks and crannies in the remote and the toilet seat can be wiped down. But they said when you flush the toilet, all of the yes. – whatever you're flushing, yes. it kind of like a fine mist of – It comes into the air. You have to yep. close the toilet seat and then flush. Exactly. It's a thing. Because otherwise a cloud of oh, whatever's no. gone on in there. Didn't yeah. think to shut the toilet. I, like I was just going to like hold my breath and not – and then just yeah. flush and run. What? <laughs> anything to do with bowel movements. I know. I was like, I've got this. I'm across it. I'm so across it. It's a, I'm an expert. You know how we get random experts on the news? <laughs> I could be an expert in this. I don't know why I know all this stuff. Bowels. I'm happy that you are. Sorry. I have one more feedback, sorry. Um, I love it. No, it's great. Again, from Instagram from years ago, sorry. Simon, who writes to us from the UK. Yes. He goes, hi, ladies. Nice things, nice things. Yes. I've recently discovered your podcast after searching for an article about uh, about an ex-friend who is in prison now, and it led me to an episode you did covering the story of a woman he killed. Oh. Doesn't say what episode, though. Oh, might recognise it. Doesn't talk about Ooh. it. Okay, um, well, we can get rid of all the ones from the 1900s and the 1800s. I'm going to guess, and that's mostly me, and they've got away on a ship, you know, yes. so it'd be something you've done. Oh. UK? Can't remember. Man, there's been a few. We're on episode, I think we're on 143. Mm, wow. Um, he says he's on episode 49, and I don't know if that's oh. a reference to... Okay. That's an early one. Uh, it's just at the moment. Episode 49 at the moment. And I've been so engrossed in the stories I've heard so far. I've stopped listening to any other podcast for now until I'm all caught up. I love the banter you have. Really enjoy. Come with us, Simon. What? What? No. Really enjoy the fact you can laugh about things that could be really dark if told in a different way. Okay. Keep up the amazing work, including Dee Dee's accents. Chanel's oversharing about her colon health. See? (laughs) All of the stuff. I'm really an advocate for it. These are the core values of this podcast. I want people to have healthy colons. (laughs) uh, Among other things, and the tiny spit noises you make... (laughs) I was worried about that before because we're all wearing like headset mics. I know it's different. I'm breathing. Yes, it's, when we were doing, we're broadcasting from home and we had to wear headsets. People were complaining about my breathing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you want me? Well, to I can't do? not breathe. I can't not. I was like, she needs to breathe. Well, yes. the calls we were getting. Yeah, there was one lady that just insisted on calling and saying, yeah. just "Tell her." I just can hear her breathing. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. And well, even she if is. you could hear me breathing, is that such an offensive thing? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm. 
Bless her. Um, <laughs> but most of all, treating each case with the sensitivity, humour, kindness and contempt they each individually deserve. Hmm. He says, I've only seen one dead body in my life and it was my daughter. Oh, oh no, no. Yeah. No strange or suspicious circumstances. Oh. So maybe not suitable for your show. But oh, I have no. to say, every episode so far has helped me just a little bit to come to terms with my loss. Oh. Please tell me there are more to come. I really enjoy hearing you all including Kirsten in her rare... You have selected these for the people. I bet you the inbox has like 2,000 emails because we're so popular. (laughs) And you just go through and control F and and you type your name. And if it's not in there, you move on to the next one. Yeah, that's right. I'm in charge of feedback now. So if you want it read out, uh, you need to say something nice about me. Honestly. No, I... Uh, I'll yeah. go right back to shit canning you. That will, I'm zero to 100. I'm ready. I'm getting that vibe. Yeah, intense. Sorry. sorry. Like, sorry. Oh, and that was it. People that was thought it, it was real. Oh. People thought your letter was real. They're like, what? Yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> I know. Well, I just, I'm so sorry that his daughter yeah. his daughter passed away, but I'm so happy that we could help people in that way. There is yeah. something about that, of talking about stuff, isn't there? Yeah. And he, he, he signed off with hugs, Cy. So I think we can't give him a big hug. Oh, yes. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Everyone's story is different. Uh, just random. When you were talking about the guy face down in the water and um, I spoke to a psychologist. Mm. And So if you ever go through anything awful and the first thing you do is go, oh, look, I know what happened to me is not as bad as what happened to this other person. And the psychologist said, if you are – so in other words, whatever's happened in your life, it's okay to feel shitty about it. It's yeah. a very down note to finish oh, on. Oh, righto. <laughs> Sure. No, I mean, it's our there. podcast. Let's do what you there. want. Jeez. You're really off leash at the moment, aren't you? <laughs> Free range. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I've actually filtered this because I'm not telling the circumstances under which this conversation. Can you took find place, a job already so you can be bound by morals <laughs> and ethics again? <laughs> no. uh, if you are face down in a puddle, okay, or face down in an ocean, okay. Either way, you're face down in, in water, uh, yeah, and you can't breathe, yeah, and you are going to die. Oh. Well, that's, I added that bit in. But the psychologist said, it, it doesn't matter. You don't need to say, yeah. oh, I shouldn't feel so upset because it's only this. It's only a puddle. You, you, it's okay. It's, mm, it, yeah. it's exactly the same thing as if you were drowning in an ocean. It just it seems as though it's smaller. So don't, if they call it, I've forgotten what, minimisation or something like that. Mm. As in don't. Yeah. But what about when people die and you feel nothing about it? Uh, has that happened? Yes. For me, it has. What are you? So you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's someone who will die one day and I won't feel anything. See, this is a thing. (gasps) Have you heard about... Oh, no, I can't talk about it. What? We're putting curses on people. Someone I know put a curse on a person and terrible things happen to them. I would put mind curses on people. stuff now. (laughs) In my mind. I reckon um, it's a thing. Write to us if someone's died and you felt nothing. There's, there is someone who I know who I think when they die, no, we, my, mm. yeah. I was just talking about them recently. I have to be so careful because I'll be in lots of trouble. But same, I have to be careful. Um, but yes. we had, a, we had a chat and we said if this person dies, I, no one's actually going to come to that funeral. Yeah, there won't be anyone there. Imagine I would, that. That'd be. I was in the city trying to do an interview on Friday and we could hear bagpipes. They were really loud and they were getting closer and we had to stop the interview. It was like, what in the shit? But it was a funeral. Going oh. down, um, what street? Maybe Swanston Street, going down Swanston Street. And I looked and I said, I want that kind of fuss. Yeah. Yeah. I want like the wedding drums, like the people oh, yeah. banging the drums. Like, I want a lot of fuss. Yeah. Noise. Yeah. Bagpipes are good. I yeah. Like yeah. It was quite... Emotive yes. and powerful. It was yeah. really powerful. Yep. Yep. 
Have you seen the John Farnham documentary? No. Where they were making... Haven't you... Oh, I cried all the way through it. Uh, where they make You're the Voice and it was his idea to oh. the to add the bagpipes Bag in at the end. They originally weren't there. Mm. Mm. Good song. And he also now. put the mm. bit, bit at the beginning that goes... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the clappy bit at the start, mm. that was him as well. It is a bit controversial now and that mm. I'm not going to stop it. For many reasons. I know, because I feel like you would pop off about this. But yeah. we're not going to do that. We're going to end the say, podcast. No, don't. <laughs> that's the end. That's the end. The fuck? Well, I don't know. You no, looked at you both it. looked no, at me to end it. It ends when Kirsten said that was the end. Right. See you next time. Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vela and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.